That's why I'm out of here, baby. Before these clouds put me down in the ground, baby. I'm running rest and I'm out of this town, baby. Hey, you want your money back? Chase me. So uh, raise your hand if you got blocked on Twitter by Hunter Strickland. I'm, I'm raising my hand. Me. Yeah, just you, huh? Well, the Big League Stew account also got blocked by Hunter Strickland. I see. I, I heard a few uh, Giants people say they got blocked by him. So I don't know if he's out there just on a block spree or something. Somebody on my Instagram said that it's easier to uh, block somebody on Twitter than it is to block a punch. That's a good yeah, joke. That's a good joke. Apparently, apparently that's the case. Shout I am out, not. Shout out Josh Diaz. <laughs> well, uh, I will have to send you screenshots of, of all Hunter Strickland's hot tweets Thank in the next you. couple days. Thank you. This is the Stew Pod, the Yahoo Sports baseball podcast. I am Mike Oz. And I'm Chris Wick. And Chris, we are back in the swing of things on, on the podcast tip. Uh, I think both of us are excited to kind of get this back going again. Uh, apologies to, to anybody who uh, was missing us. Hopefully you were. Hopefully people were like, hey, where'd they go? We're back. Yes, and it feels so good to be back. <laughs> this week on the show, we are talking to uh, Paul Goldschmidt, who uh, obviously one of the best players in baseball, but um, kind of an interesting story about him that some people may not know, Chris. I don't know if you if you knew about this before we, before did, we uh, did the interview, but he um, graduated from college a couple of years ago during the baseball season. So he was, it wasn't like in the offseason. Like it was during you know, the playing season. He would, he would do his homework you know, after games and on road trips and stuff. And now he's uh, partnered up with the University of Phoenix, and he is trying to create more opportunities for people to go back to school or just go to college or whatever. So we talked about that. We talked about um, the importance of education, why it matters to him, and, and sort of other people in baseball you know, pursuing education and, and kind of what other conversations he's had with players about that kind of stuff. And we got into baseball and stuff too, but it, I think it's an interesting, interesting discussion, one, because it's not something that you know, you normally talk about, and two, because, you know, we don't really – for as good as he is, we don't know a ton about Paul Goldschmidt. Yeah, I can't really remember him going in depth on really any interviews the last couple of years. I remember maybe Sports Illustrated did a profile on him, but for the most part, he keeps a low profile. So I feel like this was, uh, pardon the pun, but educational in in many ways. And part of it, not on social media, which is something we talked about. And so it's just, it's, I think it's an interesting listen uh, our, our Paul Goldschmidt interview. So that's going to come up in a second. Uh, beyond that, we have a number of a number of topics on the show this week. Chris, um, might you guess what the biggest topic th- is this week? Is there something big that happened that I, I can't remember? Well, Bryce Harper did something, <laughs> so you know that that's always going to lead uh, the baseball news. So we're going to definitely talk about the brawl. Um, you know, all-star voting has, has come out a little bit this week, and we have our first look at what the teams might look like. So I know uh, you're just you know, champing at the bit to, uh, <laughs> to tear down some players. The Marlins and, deal also uh, yeah. fell apart, so supposedly, so we're going to talk about that, and some A-Rod stuff we want to talk about because we love him. Uh, Mike Trout, you love Mike Trout, so we can talk about that. And uh, I think I have, I, have a fun, I have a fun one to end us off on. Yes, I'm excited. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to give people a full tease. It's just a fun, it's a fun topic to end us. So uh, stay tuned for all that. But right now, check out our interview with Paul Goldschmidt. This is the Stew Pod on Yahoo Sports. That's why I'm out of here, baby. Before these clouds put me down in the ground, baby. I'm running rest and I'm out of this town, baby. You want your money back? Chase me. Welcome back to the Stew Pod on Yahoo Sports, everybody. Today we are joined by Paul Goldschmidt, the uh, Arizona Diamondback slugger, four-time All-Star, perennial MVP candidate, and uh, 
interestingly, University of Phoenix graduate, Paul helping the Diamondbacks contend in the end of the season and helping people go back to school, which which is kind of what I think is, is interesting here. All the other stuff's great too, but uh, Paul, how's it going today? It's going great. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So I want to start back in 2013 because you did something that I think was really cool that a lot of people might not have known at the time, but um, you actually finished college w- during the baseball season, right? Yeah, that's correct. I started in 2012, um, and then, but it took me took me into 2013, and yeah, I went back to school, and you know, I've been working on once I was drafted, finding a way to go back and finish my degree. I had one more year, and uh, ended up finding an opportunity at University of Phoenix, and you know, I had to take. Uh, Pretty, pretty much my whole senior year, uh, but was able to do it, you know, over those two baseball seasons. We're going to talk about how you're helping some people do that in a second. But how does that work for you during baseball? Like, when do you when do you make time to do that? Is it on flights? I mean, is it before the game? Like, when are you doing your your work? Yeah, it was, it was all over. You know, it's funny. I actually learned it was easier during the baseball season than the off season, um, just because of you know our our schedule and having a routine every day. So. You know, especially on the plane flights when we were going cross country, uh, I put my headphones in, have my laptop and my iPad, and just really get after it and read and and write my papers and everything. And then, um, you know, I really didn't hang out with my teammates as much as I can now because when they'd go to breakfast or dinner, a lot of times I would stay back and had to finish up some schoolwork and you know missed out on movies for two years and all that stuff. But it was definitely worth it. So you know, I do it all the time. People would always see me in the clubhouse after BP at home doing it sometimes on the road i'd go to the field early and could just put my headphones in and do it sometimes it was hotel room at home late at night just really whenever i could find the time we should note for anybody who does not remember that season you were mvp runner-up led the league in homers and rbi so you know you're doing all that while finishing school that was i think a sense of dedication that uh, we don't necessarily see a lot a lot of people go back and and you know finish their degree after sports like you know they finish their career and they go do that why did you want to do it like during the season? Uh, I just, I knew the longer I waited, um, the less likely I'd probably go back. And so I think that was why um, I wanted to do it sooner rather than later. Um, I started exploring it actually in 2011 when I was in the minor leagues in AA that year of, you know, all the different options. And I I signed up for classes back at Texas State my first two off seasons and because of instructional league and other, you know, just the season going on, I could never make it back in time. So that, option kind of got canceled out and I had to start looking what could I do online either during the se- season or during the off season. It took me about a year to go through all the options and looked at like Arizona state out here in Phoenix or um, like I said, Texas state online and, and university of Phoenix. And that just became the best option for me, how it's just tailored to, you know, working professionals or single moms or people who don't go the traditional route of uh, right after high school, going to college. And so, um, you know, I just wanted to do it and I wanted to get it done. I'm, I'm glad I did. That's a pretty natural transition now to what you got going on. So you work with the University of Phoenix, and you guys are uh, doing like scholarships for people who want to. Is it people who want to go back to school, or is it just anybody who wants to go to University of Phoenix? It's really it's anyone. We're offering uh, full tuition for undergrad and graduate uh, students. So um, we've had this will be the fourth year coming up that we've been able to give away these scholarships. The first year we gave away three scholarships. Last two years we gave away five, and so we've had some students who hadn't taken any college classes. We had some who maybe were halfway through or wanted to go back to their undergraduate. We had some who had finished undergraduate and wanted to go take graduate level classes. So it's really um, all types of students, whoever can. Um, and I think I'm just honored. I'm just 
excited to be able to help people, you know, achieve their goal of either graduating or going back and getting their secondary degree and be able to, you know, help them and whatever they want to achieve in life. Is there, is there a reason that education is important to you? Uh, you know, I find that, like, I have a bunch of teachers in my family, and, uh, you know, I was always something that was stressed out. So do you have, is there something in your family that, that makes it um, important to you? No, I mean, I think the biggest thing was just my parents always preached it, you know, growing up. I loved sports, and I, I loved, you know, playing with friends and all that type of stuff, but school always came first. If you didn't get, you know, your homework done, you could go to the park and play football or basketball, whatever it was, or, you know, if you didn't have good grades, you couldn't, you know, show up to your, your baseball activity on the weekends. And so I think my parents just really stressed it growing up. And then, you know, going to college and starting to see, you know, I mean, I got drafted and, you know, that was great, but I wasn't, that wasn't like a given or anything like that. So I just, you know, that was when I was kind of like, okay, this is pretty serious. I may have to go get a job in a few years and, you know, I'm going to have to put my resume out there and, you know, my GPA is going to be important and, you know, I'm going to have to start planning for, for life after college. And that's where I kind of saw, you know, hey, I can't just kind of take this and just try to get by. I need to actually you know, put a lot of work into it because it's going to pay off in the long run. You know, we heard about like, like Marcus Stroman a couple of years ago who, you know, he was hurt and finished college. But have you heard of other baseball players who are actively doing this stuff during the season? Is that something that, that happens besides you? I'm sure there's a few guys. Um, when I first started doing it, we had a bunch of guys who had gone back. And there was probably, on, honestly, more in the minor leagues. Um, when I was trying to figure it out, we had a couple guys who were going through the university camps, and they kind of showed me, hey, it's a lot you know, more doable than you think, especially during the season. And so that's where I kind of saw we had coaches that – have done it, um, front office guys with the Diamondbacks um, have done it, and so I think that's where I saw the encouragement. I'm sure there's some guys I, in the big leagues I know, I think like Cliff Pennington, he was a fast teammate of mine, I think he did some in the offseason, and that's kind of where you see it, but mm-hmm. uh, it, it was definitely a lot more guys in the minor leagues than once I got called up. I mean, in baseball, I think a lot of people are making that choice, though, like if they get drafted, like should I go to college or should I... You know, go play baseball, and, and it would make sense, I guess, that people might say, like, "Hey, you know, Paul, like, how do you did that? How do you know what what can I do?" Because, um, you know, while we think of baseball players as, you know, kind of getting into the life of baseball, obviously, there's people that want to do other things too. Yeah, of course. I mean, I didn't know how long my baseball career would last, and I mean, I still don't know. And that's you know was part of the reason that I wanted to be prepared if my career ended suddenly or when it came to an end. I didn't want to have to go back to school then, so you know, getting that college degree um, is really going to, you know, it's not going to hold you back. It's going to open up a lot of doors for what I want to do after baseball or what anyone else wants to do. And so, um, I mean, the cool thing was when the Diamondbacks drafted me, part of the, you know, signing, and, and I would say most players are able to get this, is they were able to pay for me to go back to school. So I had that opportunity there. And so even when I was in the minor leagues and you're not making much money, you know, guys are able to get that into um, their signing bonus or their con- their minor league contract. And so um, I think that's great that the teams are doing that. And, um, you know, I've encouraged guys, if I talk to our minor league guys, to start early, even though, you know, it looks like a long road if you signed out of high school to maybe just take one class here or there, you know, get started. And, you know, then hopefully, you know, as time goes on, you'll you'll get a lot closer rather than, you know, looking at it as, hey, man, I got to go take four years of school while I'm playing and, you know, just kind of start it and, and see where it takes you. You joked about not knowing how much longer your career is going to go, but I think uh, right now you're doing pretty well. Uh, one of the things I thought that I've read recently that was interesting is that some people think you can do, you can go 40-40 this year, 40 homers, 40 stolen bases. Is that something you think you could do? 
Oh, that'd be pretty cool if it happened. I don't know. I definitely, and it's it's hard. I've I've done well stealing bases. I've never got forty. I've done well hitting home runs and steal seasons. I've never got forty there. So now to try to do both of them is tough. Uh, it's not like that's a goal. I think I just try to take it day by day. And you know, when I'm hitting, try to have good at bats. And you know, when I'm base running, try to be a good base runner. And that's not just stolen bases. It's you know trying to go first to third, trying to um, score on a single, score on a double. Um, you know, just those little things, maybe tag up on a fly ball. And I think the stolen bases are easy because they're, they're more quantifiable for, for people to see. But um, there's a lot of little things that go into base running that, you know, I try to focus on. And, hey, if it happens, that would be awesome. But, uh, you know, I'm not going to bed every night thinking about it. I mean, at this point, we know we know the kind of player you are. I mean, you, you're a great hitter, you know, get on base a lot. Is the stolen bases sort of like an underrated aspect of, of what you do? I mean, do people do people look at you and be like, oh, yeah, he, he's a threat to steal? Uh, I think a few years ago, not really, but definitely now. You know, I'm getting picked off a lot or, you know, getting thrown over on a lot more. I think last year being able to get 30 bases for the first time, I was always right around 20, which is, you know, it's still really good. But, you know, to be able to get 30, I think it, it opened a lot of other teams' eyes. And so now, there's, you know, pitchers are picking off a lot more and, and stuff like that where they're paying attention to you. It's, it's a little tougher to steal some bags, but, um, you know, that's, that's part of it. And so you just, uh, you know, I'm not a guy that's out there like looking to steal every time and just kind of when the opportunity hits, you know, I'm not, I don't want to get thrown out, but it is no good for me to you know, try to steal back and get thrown out or approach it too much. But there's an opportunity where the chances are good and, you know, we like to take chances. It's not just me. It's really our whole team. And, you know, they preached it in the minor leagues coming up. And I think that's where, it really started for, for myself, but for the whole organization. It's not like all of a sudden you get to the big leagues and now you got to learn to run the bases. They preached, hey, if you can run the bases, if you don't know how to run the bases in AA or AAA, they're not, you're not going to get called up to the big leagues. And so I think it was great that they started preparing our guys early. And you know now we've seen guys come up through our system and have been really good base runners. So uh, I'm not going to pat myself on the back too hard for this one, but start of the season, I picked Diamondbacks as, a, as my surprise team. You guys are, are making me look good on that one so far. Um, I, I kind of feel like we're seeing the Diamondbacks that people thought we were going to see last year. Like, what 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 has changed this season that has kind of put you guys, you know, back to where obviously you more where you want to be? Yeah, uh, I don't want to make excuses, but I think health has been you know a big thing. Just to have AJ Pollock and David Peralta in our lineup and on defense as well. We had a lot of guys that had to play out of position. We had to put Chris Owens in center field who had never played one inning in the outfield and Brandon Jury had to do the same thing in left field. So I think letting guys, you know, we kinda had to make some switches when those guys got hurt and you know, also our pitching staff, um, having Zach stay healthy so far and in the bullpen. We've had some guys do a great job. We've had a lot of uh you know, new additions, especially in that bullpen, pretty much all new guys except for a couple and everyone's just done a really good job. So got to give a lot of credit to the front office and the coaching staff for bringing those guys in and, you know, trying to keep guys healthy. But it's still early. You know, we've played well. We've won some games. Um, but it's a long season. The teams in our division are really, really good. The Rockies um, have obviously shown being in first place that they're a great team. The Dodgers have won the division for sure years. The Giants, you know, even with Bumgarner hurt, Posey was hurt a little bit. You know, they've had some injuries or are still doing great. So, it's going to be a tough division, and hopefully we'll go out there and play well and can find a way to get in the playoffs and win the World Series. 
you know, when, when you're the team, when you kind of came in last year and, and, and you have the disappointing season, a lot of people, you know, just take shots at you. And, and is, is there a little bit of like retribution this year feeling like, okay, yeah, like we're not, we're not as bad as, as last year's record was. We're not as bad as, you know, all those jokes that people were making last year. Like, is it, does it feel good now to have turned around a little bit? No, I mean, to be honest, you know, last year is over. So it's, I don't really think about it like that. You know, we got brand new coaching staff in front office and a lot of new players. So, you know, each year is kind of a completely different year. I know, you know, I'm back and we got some of the same players back and that's only natural. But when you bring in a whole new crew, um, some new players, it just mixes it up and you're not going off last year. You know, you show up to spring training. It's not like the wins or the losses carry over. So you get to start brand new and, and that's been pretty good. We haven't, thought about last year or like been like okay these are the mistakes ever made you just start from ground zero and go from there and work on the fundamentals so you know again it's been a good start I mean I don't even think we're two months into the season right now so to start saying oh everything's great and what a great year I think it'd be premature we're more looking at you know hey we've done pretty well but there's still you know two-thirds of the season ago and we got to keep doing these things well and there's a lot of areas of improvement that we've we got to keep improving on as well um and you know, like I said, our goal is to make the playoffs. We want to win the World Series, and to do that, we got to keep getting better every day. So we haven't thought about last year uh, much, if at all. So you're a guy who, in terms of how good you are and how much of a star you are, you know, we don't we don't know as much about you as we do a lot of other players who are, you know, in your peers. Um, are you are you just a little more shy? Like I know you're not really on social media. Like like you just try to you know, keep your, keep your private life private. Is that what it is? Yeah, that's probably a good way to explain it. I mean, I think it is kind of nice when, when the game's over, be able to go home and do your own thing with your family. And, uh, as you said, keep your private life private. Um, I understand that's not a hundred percent possible in today's world. And, you know, we're out there on TV every night and you're around town and all the different type of stuff. But, you know, Honestly, when I'm done with the game and when I leave the stadium, I try to get away from baseball as much as possible. I enjoy spending time with family, but I'm not trying to, to go home and, and, and watch, you know, watch all the highlights of everyone's games. I don't read our articles. I don't read articles about other teams. I just you know, try to show up to the park and do my thing. And, you know, it's probably, to your point, my personality is a little bit more of a shy personality as well. I'm fine just doing my own thing, but, um, you know, I, I can't really control what gets out there with kids written beyond you know my actions so share some stuff but of course uh you know there's some sometimes you want to keep some stuff private so uh, given all that i want i want to i want to put you on the spot here what is something that people might not know about you because you know you're not out there you know sharing your whole life on instagram or twitter like like give us give us a, a sort of behind the scenes secret of, of paul goldschmidt is there a certain hobby that people might not know you're into certain uh Interest you have, something like that. That question's been asked. The question's been asked plenty. I don't really know what the answer would be. I think I'm probably as norm, you know, more normal than people think. But then they also see my personality is a pretty quiet, pretty serious personality. I'm not completely different off the field or anything like that. I just try to show up and and kind of be who I am. But of course, you know, when you're at the field, it is a job, and you're trying to go out there and perform. So I think away from the game I probably am a little bit less serious but I know saying that there's plenty of times where I'm at home playing ping pong or pool or golf or whatever it is and I, I still get frustrated and still have that competitive nature in me what's so your, what's your second best sport then if, if not baseball what's, what's the next one you're good at 
man, I don't know. It's not golf. I like them to <laughs> golf just because, you know, that's just what you do when it's the off season, but I'm not very good at it. Um, you know, I was, I loved playing all sports growing up. I was, you know, I played soccer. I played basketball. I played football. We would go to the park and mess around with tennis. We had ping pong. We had roller hockey. I played everything. I just really enjoyed sports and, and watching it and, and the, the team and the camaraderie and just all the things that come along with it. And, you know, that's all my childhood memories. I got two younger brothers and, you know, we'd go to the park and we'd, we'd round up the neighborhood kids and go play. And then when sun went down, we'd, and, you know, spend time with our family. So I just enjoy it. You know, I like to read. Oh, maybe that's something people don't know. I'm reading all the time and I like movies and I'm just, you know, when I'm away from baseball, I enjoy spending time with family. So it's, it's not like anything crazy I like to do. I'm not, um, you know, doing anything too nuts. I just enjoy spending time with, with friends and family and uh, just relaxing, honestly. Those are all good things, man. And it uh, seems like you're doing a good thing with the University of Phoenix. So uh, congratulations Thank on you. that. And, and, Paul, thanks for your time. We really appreciate it, man. Good luck with everything. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. All right, take care. Hey, that's hey, why I'm out of hey, here, baby. Before these clouds put me down in the ground, baby. I'm running rest and I'm out of this town, baby. You want your money back? Chase me. We're back on the Stew Pod and Yahoo Sports. Thanks to Paul Goldschmidt for joining us on behalf of the University of Phoenix. Chris, uh, as we talked about at the top of the show, the big big topic of the week was the brawl. Um, you know, I think I think we've we've done a lot of talk about the various incidents of it that were entertaining. You did a good post, uh, kind of breaking down all the entertaining stuff. But I think there's a bigger question a lot of people are talking about is. Is MLB doing enough to prevent brawls like this? No, they're, they're not. Uh, I think that's pretty obvious when you see the six and four game suspensions handed out here. That's pretty much nothing. And in fact, we've seen longer suspensions as recently as last year when Runet Ador got eight for punching Jose Batista in the face. It just, the whole thing strikes me as Major League Baseball, I don't, just. Encourage, not encouraging, but they're they're not doing much to prevent this from happening again. And that was clear after the Odor thing because now this happened. Uh, two other players punched each other in the face, and they got an even lesser punishment. So this is just going to continue to happen until Major League Baseball decides to get serious, or uh, until some prominent player gets seriously injured, like. What happened Bryce with Buster? <laughs> well, yeah, but but like what happened with with Buster Posey and home plate collisions. Yeah, it took that a big of an injury to make them change, and I'm just worried that that's going to be the same case here. Someone's going to have to get hit in the head and concussed and have to miss months of the season before they do anything. While I agree with you that all these things are bad, I'm going to disagree with you on the fact that I don't think it's I don't think it's MLB's job necessarily. Um, to prevent quote unquote the brawls, I, I think the players, I think it's on the players, you know, like they, these are adults. And if they want to, you know, have this sort of justice system that allows for this, which I don't really agree with, but I, I think it's on them and it, it's on their teams and their organizations. Um, I don't, I don't think, you know, obviously baseball should, should govern and suspend and stuff, but I would hope, I guess, the players are smart enough to realize that, um, you know, they're they're putting a lot of things at risk for, you know, something like this situation where it's like, well, 
you know, I'm going to settle a, a three-year-old beef with, with Bryce Harper because he, you know, enjoyed a home run too much or whatever. So I, I just think like, yeah, you know, the league should be, should be governing and should be trying to prevent these things, but it's not their fault that it happens. It, it's on the players. Oh, I don't know if I can get, I, if I can get behind that because I mean, the players are just going to always say, Oh, it's part of the game. We need to police each other. And you're just going to see stupid stuff like this happen. Where yeah, but, it, but it's never going to stop until the players, until the players decide to stop it. Like, well, I, I feel like the league could, could definitely push them in that direction though, with like massive fines or big time suspensions. And we see players push for this all the time with PEDs. So I, I, I almost don't understand why it wouldn't work in this. Well, scenario. I mean, has the PED stuff worked though? Like. Well, the, people are still getting popped for PEDs, man. No, you're right, but the players haven't gotten their way. I mean, they've wanted to other players who test positive to be hit uh, in the in the with their salaries. You know, to, I think, to, I think take, the, the bigger message that could be sent is if you know, like the star players, and and obviously Bryce Harper failed the test here. Um, don't stoop to this stuff and just say, you know what, I'm not I'm not going to get involved in this. I'm not going to. You know, get it, get this eye for an eye justice system that, that baseball has, and it's almost like the the um, smokeless tobacco idea, right? Like the, the, one of the reasons, one of the ways baseball wants to stamp it out is by not allowing it in the minors and just hoping that by the time they get to the majors, um, you know, it kind of just works itself out. And obviously, that's not like 100, percent but I feel like I feel like that's a stronger approach. I mean, the players have to be proactive um, as opposed to the league just kind of coming in and wagging its finger like mom and dad because. Ultimately, like that's what happens when you have kids who, um, you know, misbehave, and and the parents, you know, get mad at them. They're just gonna do it again. You know, there, there's ultimately it's not gonna change until the players decide to change. But I have a different question for you that I've been thinking about this week, and I, I think it it might it might even be more divisive than the last one for us, because I watched you know the day after the Bryce Harper thing, I was watching Good Morning America, and the very first thing they're talking about is Bryce Harper and Hunter Strickland. You know, like. That next day, it was all over the radio. Um, you know, sports talk radio where they're not usually talking about baseball so much this time of year. And I started to wonder: Are brawls good for baseball? Well, I think you already know what I'm going to say. So, I I feel like I should give you the opportunity to take the floor first. If if we're going to talk about the idea that you know no one's interested in baseball, baseball's dying, blah blah blah, which all the stuff I don't even really necessarily agree with. But but I do think it brings you know more attention to the game. I think it you know puts puts something into the spotlight that makes the game look more exciting. Obviously, I don't want people to get hurt. Much like you don't want you know people to get hurt in, in football, um, but you still you know appreciate a good tackle or something. Um, so I you know I, I I don't think that that the fights themselves are good, but I think that the idea of watching a game and you know having having that sort of excitement that this could happen or um i guess i think like hockey right like a lot of people watch hockey even if they didn't understand the rules of hockey because they were going they wanted to see if there was a fight there and personally i don't again i don't agree with that but i think that it could be good for for courting people who might think baseball is boring see i feel like there's this group of people who are like, well, like the occasional brawl is fun. I like it because it's fun. And I guess my argument would be there are plenty of other things in sports you can watch where people, where grown men beat the crap out of each other. 
doesn't need to be baseball where that's not supposed to happen, uh, A, and B, where a guy could potentially suffer, you know, a career-ending injury. So I, I just, I, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't get why they still exist. Um, and I know people are going to give me, you know, a hard time or say that I can't appreciate fun or something like that. But it's, it's only fun, fun until, right, it's only fun until uh, the best player on your favorite team is, is out for the season or has their career ruined because some idiot decided to settle a grudge from three years ago. And I, I almost feel like that's what it's going to take at this point. So uh, I'm pretty anti, as you can tell here. Uh, you're wrong. I'm right. <laughs> and uh, let's see if you can redeem yourself with, with the all-star voting, because that seems like the, the next natural place to go here. The, uh, the all-star results came out this week. We had uh, NL voting come out Monday or Tuesday, and AL voting came out Wednesday. Uh, not a lot of surprises at the absolute top where Mike Trout and Bryce Harper are leading their respective leagues in votes. The Trout thing we'll get into a, a, a later in the podcast, but he may not be playing. Uh, that's all fun and exciting, but because we just love to tear people down here, yeah, we are, uh, we're going to look at some players who we think maybe are getting too much love. And so who would that be for you? Well, I think if you look at the National League, there's a whole lot of Cubs that are getting a lot, of, a lot too much love. But the one that jumps out to me, and even though I like him and I think he's a, he's a great personality for the game, um, is Anthony Rizzo. I mean, he's he's not off to a great start. He's actually doing better lately. He's he's brought up his numbers a little bit. But he's still hitting like 230, um, and he's you know he's he's the leading vote getter over there by. Um, you know, I think o- almost a hundred thousand votes over Ryan Zimmerman, who has been really, really good. Uh, Freddie Freeman, you know, is injured, but he has been the most valuable um, first baseman in, in the NL. Perhaps one of the most nat- valuable players in the National League as a whole. Paul Goldschmidt, not saying this because he's on the podcast, um, you know, has been better, much better than Anthony Rizzo. Uh, Eric Thames, you know, was one of the biggest stories early in the season. He's kind of cooled off a little bit, but still, I think, all-star worthy. Joey Votto. I mean, the position is deep, man. That's not even talking about, like, Justin Bohr and, and some of these other guys who, who have all been, you know, contributed more than, than Anthony Rizzo at this point. So um, I think I think the Cubs, the Cubs people, you know, they're probably going to vote him in because that's how they do. But at this point, he definitely is not deserving. So I, I'm going to take a similar... I have a similar answer, but I'll, I'll take a different view of it. Uh, the, the, the first part, as you mentioned, the Cubs. Jason Hayward, third in outfield voting. Uh, ben Zobers, fourth. Kyle Schwarber, fifth. No. Just yeah. no to, to all three of those. No that should not happen. They're, yeah. they're, all, they're all struggling. Especially Schwarber. Yeah, there are more deserving players. Matt Kemp is, is having a great year. He's sixth on the list. Um, Ozuna has been, been good. Yeah, so... A lot of those guys should be passed. I, I guess the the twist that I guess I wanted to take on this was just maybe to point out some of the guys who uh, should be getting more love, and and I get why it's not happening. And I guess uh, I'll just I'll just explain. Over in the American League at third base, Manny Machado is in first in the voting. So. I want Manny Machado to be in the All-Star game because he's clearly one of the best 10 players in baseball, right? 
You want to see him on that national stage. But the numbers aren't there. And so you want, I want, I guess, you know, Miguel Sano, he's having this tremendous season and he's in second in the voting. He probably won't pass Machado. And I guess it's more of like a star power versus production type of thing. In my mind, Miguel Sano should be rewarded for his season, but Manny Machado is going to get in, even though he's having a much worse year. And Especially because it's in Miami. Yeah, and it's hard for me to be mad about it because Manny Machado is a, a superstar. You sound pretty mad. Chris. So, yeah, and, and <laughs> so it, you know, it's it's that that was kind of the biggest one that jumped out to me. I also think first base in the AL. Uh, it could could be kind of a similar situation where Miguel Cabrera just gets in based on name recognition, and you have a guy like Yonder Alonso who is really having a tremendous season for Oakland, but pretty much has no shot because he plays for Oakland. Mm-hmm. So I I, I just kind of wish that uh, some of these guys would uh, would get more recognition over some of the bigger name guys who who might be struggling, even though those guys are huge names and. And uh, and it would be good for the game. I guess that's the topic of our of our whole podcast. Do you wish, good the, for the, game do you wish the fans had more integrity than voting in like like Josh Donaldson's fourth, right? And has played like like fifteen games this right. season. Come yeah. on, come I mean, on. It's, it's tough, right? Like I I did uh, a radio hit earlier, and and the host brought up Charlie Blackman, who is second. Uh, in the National League among outfielders. And that, to me, seems like a, a case where the fans did a great job because you don't... It, it still seems like Charlie Blackman is somehow underrated, even though he's been a really tremendous player. And so it's like you have this this one example where the fans have just... They nailed it. They, they found the underrated guy, and they got him in there, and now he'll be properly rated. And then you have, like, 19 Cubs. So... <laughs> So it, yeah, it's it's not it's clearly mixed and and it's not a perfect. Dave, David Ross is going to get in somehow, right? David Ross is a reserve. So yeah, I, I and I don't know how you fix it or or it, I mean you probably it, don't. It's the same thing we've seen the last couple of years with the Royals and I mean the Cubs even did it last year too the Cubs fans but it'll be a little more noticeable this year because they won the World Series. I think that's, that's what it is. Right. I have another um, I have another team building question for you. The time we're not not building all star teams, but we're building ownership teams. Uh, Jeb Bush is reportedly out of the of the Marlins deal with uh, with Derek Jeter. Uh, Jeter supposedly still wants to buy the Marlins and and you know be a part of the ownership team. Um, there's there's a whole lot of different people we've heard sort of in the mix for this, and there's probably other people that we haven't heard that you know might be interested. Who who is your who is your best person that you think Jeter should should now um, you know join forces with to try to buy the Marlins? All right, well, so I'm taking this semi seriously. Uh, okay, good because I'm not going to. Right, because I I knew that you would do something wacky. So <laughs> uh, I I went with another politician and uh, one who has already owned a team, George W. Bush. Why not? W. Jerry? You could get, you keep the same dynamic of uh, politician and legendary baseball player, and not only that, but George W. Bush has owned a team before. He has the experience, 
and uh, there you go. He's got the money, so he's the perfect fit. I feel like I feel like George W. Bush is far more vibey than his brother too. Like he's just kind of down. Like he'll just, yeah, Gito, you want to run the show? Cool, man. I'm just gonna hang out over here and drink some beer. Right. Yeah, I mean, when I mean, you see that, I mean, it's not a bad call. Um, I, I like it. I mean, he could show. He w- wouldn't he be like, hey, little brother, I'm gonna show you how to. I'm gonna show you how to, how to be an owner. Yeah, he's, I mean, it would it would be just another example of him. Just triumphing over Jeb. <laughs> George is older, right? I'm, I'm, I'm not just assuming, I'm assuming that, but I mean, he is, isn't he? Uh, I don't know. I we'll, think so. we'll get we'll get our podcast fact checking interns on that. <laughs> Someone someone's going to tweet me and tell me if I'm wrong. But I, if he was president, I feel like he has to be older than. And his brother was just trying to be president. I feel like he has to be older. Because it would be weird. It would be weird if your little brother was president before you, and then right. you tried to be president. That'd be strange. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, without looking it up, I'm just gonna say that I'm right. Anyways, my my answer, uh, it's foolish shenanigans, but I think one, it would be fantastic. We we would all love it, and two, I think um, it would make it would make a slight bit of sense. There's there's one big gaping hole in my logic here, but a rod should be a rod, a rod and Jeter teaming back up. Um, I'd I mean, what what would be that hole in your logic that that, that they don't like each other? Oh yeah, <laughs> that, that would kind of be the big part of it. But but you know, A Rod's from Miami. Um, you know, he's he's uh, they have they have the case that they're they, they've been able to achieve some good stuff together, right? Like even if they don't like each other, they they are potentially a good team. Uh, they would they would definitely be the most dynamic ownership group in baseball. Uh, I, I mean, I'd love to see it. I would love, to, I would love for it to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, there's like a zero point zero 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 zero, you know, one three two chance of it happening. Um, and uh, but I'd love to see it. Okay, let me let me throw this one out there, right? Yeah. George W. Bush, when he threw out the the first pitch um, after nine eleven, did Jeter catch that? Because that there you go, right there. Then you you also have. You have that connection as well. I'm actually gonna. I'm actually gonna look this up. I I am currently watching the video as we speak. Oh, so did he? Uh, no. Oh. This no. is from World Series 2001. I mean, this has to be the game, right? There wasn't another one, or was there? I don't think. No, that was. that's the one. 2001. You no, know, but but he warmed up with and, Jeter before. Oh, okay. That that I know is is. I I have a I have a better scenario for you. Okay. George W. Bush decides to get involved with Derek Jeter. Last minute calls an audible. You know, A Rod, they were buddies. Uh, you know, Texas Rangers connections. He says, A Rod, I want to I work with you instead. Pulls in A Rod, Jeter leaves. A Rod and Bush by the Marlins. Jeter's left out in the cold. Well, now we've just created a third group. I'm a magical just, third group that, that I now am rooting for. <laughs> I, I, just, I just think. Um, I'll say this too, and this kind of will feed into our next question. Um, I'm always going to root for A Rod over Jeter, like in every single thing, because now, now they're in this sort of post baseball. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know that they're necessarily in a battle, but you know, they're they're both kind of doing their thing. I'm I'm always going to root for A Rod to beat Jeter. So um, I, I would love that scenario where Bush and Jeter are kind of teamed up, and A Rod snakes his way in, you know, takes over, and uh, Jeter's left on the outskirts. Uh, it, it would it would it would amuse me to no end. Well, I I agree that that would be fun, but uh, Arod's got a lot going on these days. He does. He That's does. True. Yeah. He uh, he's now just 
all over your television, it seems like. He uh, is calling games. He's doing analysis for games. He's doing morning TV shows and uh, other, like, Shark Tank. What, what do you call that? Is, that? is that a game show, technically? I don't, I don't know what you call Shark Tank. I'm not sure. He's all over the place, yeah. basically. And... He, everybody wants him. Everyone wants him on their show. Yeah. Good morning, uh, America, man. He's going to be the next Michael Strahan. What do you want to see him do at this point? Because he's done it game all show, already, it seems like. A game show host? Game show. Perfect. I, I want to see, see A-Rod um, bringing back Hollywood Squares. Like That's what I want. I want, I want A-Rod as the new host. You know, Circle gets the square. Oh, that's what I want right there. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go with uh, maybe the obvious, but reality TV show. All right, you get to see the inner workings of A Rod Core. He's he's dating J Lo, so right there you've you've got a giant audience wanting to watch that. Uh, and uh, he's just got a lot going on. I'm interested in seeing what what's going on in A Rod's life. Keeping and up keeping up with the rods. We we can work on that. Keeping up with we the Rodriguez's. So, but really, it's it's just an excuse for me to, to find out what really happens at A-Rod Core because <laughs> I I'm still very confused about it. That's true. No, I, I would I would watch I would watch the show if we were able to figure out what happens at A-Rod Corp. for real. I would watch that. Um, I'm gonna uh, I can hit us with the next topic. I guess I could do that. Go for um, it. Because I'm gonna set you up because you're the you're the you're the you're the guy here, Mike Trout. On the disabled list has the uh, the the head first sliding injury. That's that's pretty what it, pretty much what it is, right? Yeah. You messed up your thumb sliding head first. It's happened to a number of people. It happened it happened to Bryce actually a couple of years ago, right? It happened to happened to Yachty. Happened to a bunch of people. Uh, so he's out two months supposedly. Um, we'll see. I feel like Mike Trout might just come back in like four weeks. Like oh, I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready to go. Um, but do you think that you know, if he misses two months, can Mike Trout still win the MVP in the American League? He's on track to, to win it right now. I think, you know, if you had to give out an MVP at this point, it would be it would probably be him. Um, do you think he could, could – can Mike Trout pull off a, a shortened season MVP run? Okay, so probably not. But it, would it – I mean, would it really surprise you? Like, he has to have so much better odds than any other player who – is missing the same amount of time. It's, I mean, it's, it's Mike Trout. So in my mind, it's like, sure, it'll be an uphill battle, but he's far and away been the best player in baseball over the last five years. And I, I guess there's like 20% of me that still is like, uh, he could come back and still do this because he's just that good. I think if you look at, if you look at fan graphs, you look at fan graphs war right now, uh, the American league trout is at 3.5. Almost a full win above anybody else. Uh, Aaron Judge is next. Miguel Sano is right after that. I mean, I could see a situation. Both those guys, you know, I, I don't think their success is necessarily sustainable um, at this point. And not that they're going to be bad or anything, but, you know, I could see them both going into a slump or something like that. And, you know, they, they could be a month from now still not matching Trout's War. I, I think that could happen. Um, so I think if you want to look at, at certain numbers and make a case, you could probably make a case that Mike Trout, you know, would still be more valuable, you know, by things like war, 
um, even when missing some time. Almost like a couple years ago when, when Kershaw was injured and it was still sort of like, should he win the Cy Young? Um, yeah, I think I think there, there's definitely a discussion to be had there. I just don't think baseball baseball writers would let that happen for an everyday player. Like you, you're right. It's kind of different for a pitcher, you know. Like if if you know Kershaw's not playing, if Kershaw's out for two months, let's say. I mean, that's not as many games, obviously, because he's a pitcher. I I can't see a situation where even if even if no one else challenged him, right? Even if even no one else stepped up, and and if Trout still had the highest WAR in the AL and, and still was you know best on base percentage and and all this stuff, still had comparable numbers. I, I think the the BBWA would just you know fall over itself to find somebody else. Um, I I don't think Aaron Judge is is going to be the MVP. I don't think Miguel Sano is going to be the MVP. Um, the guy who I think it could be though. And he's not up there right now, but he's been really hot lately. Is Carlos Correa? Like he he has sort of like the MVP you know thing going for him. Um, kind of a slow start, but the Astros are the, the best team in the American League, so I, I can see him at this point. You know, kind of being the guy who um, makes up the space while Trout's out. Yeah. I, okay. So I was going to bring that up too because uh, judging Sano in my mind. Uh, Real high strikeout rates, and so at some point that's going to come back and bite them. I don't know that you can expect either guy to to hit, you know, 280. Um, Corey Dickerson is listed as fourth uh, on Fangraphs. That's not happening either. So the the next guy would be um, the the first true threat, I think, to Trout, and that's Francisco Lindor. And then, like you said, Carlos Correa is right underneath him. Mookie Betts is ranked eighth. Um, so. There, there's competition, but those guys are still like Trout had a full win uh, and a half almost over Lindor, so that's a significant lead. But with that said, I, I know that um, playing time is a huge factor in in BBWA voting, and like you said, it's just going to be really hard to ignore that if at the end of the season Trout still has a, a war lead that is not you know, extremely significant, um, but he has 200 fewer plate appearances. People will, like, people will poke holes in more, but I have, I, okay. You mentioned a bunch of people, but you didn't mention Joey Gallo at 16, Chris. You didn't mention Logan Morrison at 18. Yeah. What's up with you, man? Why, why are you well, hating, why are you hating Joe, on, on Lomo? You know, Joey Gallo's hitting 212. So <laughs> I, and look, I, I understand batting average is not everything. He, obviously he has power. He walks a ton, but, no one's voting for the guy who hits 212. Why, why are you hating on former number one overall pick Tim Beckham? Huh? He could be, he I, could I be the even, MVP. I, mean, I don't even see him. There he is. I see him now. Yeah. 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 Better, than, better than George Springer. Yeah. So I think, but that, that kind of gives you an indication of where we're at in the season, right? That, that just, it, it's still early enough where you can see these weird things happening statistically. Because, like, if, Come on, if Tim Beckham finishes in the top 30 in, in in war, well, I guess this is American League. But still, like, that, no, that shouldn't happen. Not not going to happen. Um, so we did six, we did six good baseball topics, I think. Those were, those are solid. We had some solid discussion there. Uh, they were on topic. They were newsy. Now I got to hit you with something from the absurd level because that, that's kind of how I roll. Um, All right, bouncing off the Hunter Strickland Bryce Harper thing, 
do you have or have you ever had a three-year-old beef with somebody that you had to settle or you want to settle? What I want to know, Chris, is who has done you wrong and who are you waiting to get revenge on? Wow. Um, Good question. Okay. That should, that, should be the, that should be the topic of discussion at every dinner table in America tonight. Like, if you, if you, if you could get three-year-old revenge on somebody, who would it be? Okay, here, here's what I'm going to hit you with. And it's, I, I will admit, it is exceptionally selfish and petty on my part. Bring the petty. But I, I'm going to say the entire band Weezer. Okay? <laughs> now, day, I would have never predicted that. Yeah. Back in the day... Uh, they used to be my favorite band, probably like in high school. I was big, big into Weezer. The first two albums are masterpieces in my mind, and I'll go to bat for those any day. Since then, a lot of crap. It just, it, it almost feels personal, which is, uh, again, selfish and petty and very stupid on my part, but that's, that's what I'm going to go with. I want you, have, you have three-year-old beef with Weezer. I have like... Uh, Eleven-year-old beef, probably how, longer than that. How how do you settle the beef? I mean, you can't. Are you gonna throw a helmet at them? Like, what do you? Uh, need steel cage match with uh, chairs, tables, ladders, <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I I think just just get me in the octagon. I almost I almost tweeted this yesterday. I was at I was at AT and T Park for uh, what what could have been round two of the Nats and Giants. And I, I wanted to say that I was going to walk around and throw notepads at every every writer who was better than me. <laughs> you, oh, you're better at writing than me. I'm going to throw some notepads at you just so I can, you know, deal with that myself. But I didn't do that. I probably should have since Hunter Strickland blocked me on Twitter. I mean, you know, he'd be the one to get most mad at that, right? That, um, yeah, yeah, that's and true. Maybe maybe he has like a sixth sense and he blocked me before I even made the joke. Like, Is it he, preemptive? He he knew that I was going to say something. Um. So, back in the day, Chris, I used to have I used to have like a, a ranking system of, of the people who had who who, had, who I didn't like. Oh, <laughs> like I had like a, a top five like, list of like this dude, this fool, you know, that lady, like um, the guy from Billy Madison. <laughs> I mean, it was just more of like, oh yeah, whatever. Forget those people. As as I sat and thought about this topic today, Chris, I, I think that I've decided that I'm a much more mellow person, <laughs> and I don't. You didn't you didn't break out? You didn't dust off the list. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a written down list. It was just in my head, like, and some of them I'm like, oh, that guy's not that bad anymore. Yeah, you know, I, I, I honestly, um, I don't have any like petty beefs that, that that I would that I would see through anymore. And and I sat there and I thought about some of these people that I that I didn't like. I mean, and there's obviously like you know some fools broke in my house a couple of years ago. Like obviously, yeah, I want to throw a helmet mm-hmm. at them. But I'm talking about like petty sort of sort of petty under Strickland beefs. And I I don't think I have any, Chris. I think I, I think I've grown up. I think I'm 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 a mature person now, and I, I don't think I would. I think I would do what Bryce Harper didn't, and I would just walk to first base. Just See, like, I, yeah. I I feel like I've been dry gulched by you here. All right, you set me up to. Uh, it's not like you complain. revealed some great. See, you said Weezer, man. It's not. It's not like you you admitted you know that you secretly hated your best friend from high school or something. So that's true. And and now uh, I'm going to make a reference that you will not get at all, but hopefully some of the listeners were. But it sounds like you had a 
an Arya Stark Game of Thrones thing going on, where uh, no before bed you just listed off all your enemies. I have no idea what that means. I just, just have power uh, rankings, man. Just like uh, yeah, and um, like right before you went to sleep, you just you said all their names because one day you were gonna get your revenge. This is this sw- is this is the I, other thing, though. This is the I other swear thing. to you, like ten people are gonna think that's that's funny. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know, I don't get it at all. Um, this is the other thing, though. Like, there, there are legitimately a couple. There's like a couple people that I, in the world that I legitimately do not like. You know, that I would, um, even if they came up to me and like tried to be friendly with me, I would just be like, "Nah, man," and just <laughs> walk away. You know. But, like, I, I think that I think that I'm that I'm at a point in my life where, you know, I'm a little bit older. I'm older than you, Chris. I got a couple kids. Um, and I think this maybe goes back to the brawl thing, right? Like it's it's players, you know, having enough self awareness to say like, eh, I don't know, if this is worth it. Like you know, like there there are people who, you know, you might want to punch that dude in the face, but at the same time, you you get older and you get a little wiser and you're like, eh, you know, what am I doing? I'm just I'm reinforcing that that beef that he has or that's what he wants. He wants to get a reaction out of me. I'm gonna be the bigger person and walk to first base. So that's how that's how MLB prevents brawls is um, you know you don't have 23 and 24 year olds out there trying to solve their problems with with balls and bats in their hands. I'm an old man though, so but, I don't know. You know. Feel feel like you set me up there. Hey, I circle I circled that whole top that whole conversation back around pretty good you though, did. didn't I? You did. I didn't yeah. I didn't even plan that. That was just off the top of the head. That was freestyle. Um, so I think I think that was all worth it. That was impressive. I mean, I, but I legitimately thought about this topic because I knew when I when I thought of it, I'm like, oh no, I got people for sure that I want to I want to resolve a petty beef with. Um, but you know what? The ones that I thought of, I'm like, eh, not really worth not really worth the time and effort, you know. But okay, but you know what? When we when we do uh, episode 501 three years from now, you might you might have beef with Hunter Strickland after this block. Yeah, After might, this unprovoked block, that might be your beef. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be so bitter about somebody blocking me on Twitter. <laughs> Come on. No, I wouldn't. You know, um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't care. It's just it's Hunter Strickland, man. He 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 showed what he's about. I'm I'm, I'm not going to be that petty. I'm not going to be as petty as you. You know, going after Rivers Cuomo like that. Hey, look at this. <laughs> you set me up to tear me down. No, no, I thought it was a good it was a good topic. I just didn't have a great answer for it. We've done that before. Don't look get mad at me. I think we're done. Um, we haven't done a podcast in a little bit, so I don't know if you remember what you're supposed to do at the end of the show, Chris. But you should you should do it. Yes, uh, I I have done it. Our listeners should definitely do it, and that's rate and review us in iTunes. Not difficult to do. Just go in there, search for StewPod. Give us five stars, write us a comment, let us know what you think. We will uh, read them, take them to heart, cherish them, and, and that's it. It takes about, I don't know, 30 seconds of your time. You can do that. You can also go over to SoundCloud, follow us, soundcloud.com slash stewpod. You can listen to us there. Um, keep an eye on us on Yahoo Sports. Uh, give us give us each a follow at Mike Oz, at Chris underscore Swick. And uh, you know, tell us tell us what you think of the podcast. We're gonna try to keep it uh, keep it going, keep it new, keep it fresh every week. Uh, I want to thank you guys for being here. We'll be back next week. Chris, come on, man. Where you That's at? it. That's all. Bye bye. Oh. You wanna go 
Soul dripper, flow flipper, smoke killer, slow zipper, quick temper. 